Hi there, welcome back to the Gels TV uh, series on the history of Rangers. Uh, for those of us that are listening for the first time, uh, we've done a couple of episodes before this. In the first episode, we spoke about the greatest goal scorers in Rangers history, focused on the kind of first 50 years of uh, the formation of the club. Uh, some absolutely fascinating information from our special guest, David, who we'll introduce you to in uh, a wee minute. Uh, absolutely fantastic information and a lot of stuff was, was stuff that I'm sure you'll find absolutely fascinating and hopefully stuff that you haven't learned or known before. The second episode, we spoke about Rangers history in the League Cup. Uh, those of you that don't know, the League Cup was formed uh, after World War II and Rangers have been the most successful club, as we know, in that competition. So it was, again, fascinating to uh, hear David describe all the fantastic finals and, you know, information and, and stats regarding all the, all the games and everything, everything we've achieved in the League Cup. So uh, this, is, this is now episode three. So if you're just joining us, welcome. Uh, if you haven't listened to the previous two podcasts, please go back and listen to them. They're on, they're on Spotify. Uh, if you just search GSTV or Rangers History, you'll find them. And what I'll do now is, uh, our special guest is David Heard again. Uh, David has got an absolutely fantastic knowledge of all things Rangers throughout the years. So, David, what are we going to talk about tonight? Hi, Gordon. Uh, I thought tonight um, I would talk about Rangers goalkeepers. And that's been, I'll, I'll start right away by saying that's been prompted by the recent loss of the greatest Rangers goalkeeper I, I had the pleasure of ever watching, the great Andy Gorham, um, who passed away, as you know, recently, um, at a far too young age. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm going to talk about a lot of Rangers goalkeepers, hopefully, in this in this show. Um, I haven't seen just about any of them, but I would very much doubt any of them were as good as Andy Gorham was between really about 1992 1997. I thought he was the not just the best Rangers goalkeeper I ever saw in that time, I thought he was the best goalkeeper I ever saw in that time. And he's a sad loss. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, it's a sad time for Andy and his family and the Senate Rangers family that we're all part of. Uh, obviously, it's, it's devastating news and wish his family all the best and hopefully they can get, get through it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right what you said about Andy. There was a period of time where, you know, I, I, when I first started going to see Rangers regularly with my family, uh, he was he just signed from Hibs. And, you know, a bit of a rocky start, but for, you're absolutely right, David, for that four or five years period, there's nobody in European football as far as I'm concerned could touch him for his, his shot stopping. So, uh, fantastic, David. I look forward to hearing all about it. So, the floor's yours. That's great. Right, thanks a lot, Gordon. Well, yeah. Talk, I'm going to talk about Rangers goalkeepers. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to start very near the start of Rangers uh, history this time. Um, I'm going to talk about a man by the name of George Gillespie first. Um, the most probably still the most famous picture that there is of of the old Rangers Football Club is the Gallant Pioneers picture uh, from 1877 the, when they first made the cup final, the ones with the, the stars on the on the shirt. Yep. Um, George Gillespie stands in the back left of that picture. He's the, fir- he's the first person in the back row. Okay, and yep. maybe the first thing to mention about George Gillespie is that he played in that Scottish Cup final, but he was a fullback. He, he actually wasn't the goalkeeper. Uh, a chap by the name of John Watt was the goalkeeper in that in that first Scottish Cup final. And George Gillespie played fullback. He played fullback in that Cup final. He played fullback in a couple of charity Cup finals that Rangers lost. And then in 1878, the year after that Cup final, uh, George decided that he preferred playing a goal. John Watt <laughs> was more 
uh, into the, the administrative side of football. He became okay. important to the club off the field and George went in goals. Okay. There some people said that he, he, he wasn't he wasn't really good at the, the sort of rough and tumble of defending that was back in the 1870s. Although when you look yeah. at the way the goalkeepers, I, I'm not quite sure how that really stacks <laughs> up. But anyway, so George Gillespie was the was the was the full back was the full back in our first Scottish Cup final, and then he was the goalkeeper in our next Scottish Cup final, which was in uh, 1879 against they were leaving again. That was the one that. Um, we drew one each. Rangers scored what they said was a perfectly good goal. wasn't given. They protested. The SFA told them to replay it, and Rangers didn't turn up for the replay. They went to the horse racing instead. So, so George, sorry. never, so, so George <laughs> so, never got the chance. So, so it. obviously no VAR in those days, David. But so just <laughs> obviously, run, run that pass again. So uh, the goal wasn't given. The, the SFA ordered a replay, and the game didn't. Well, take game fin- the game finished one each. Yeah, so. The, the the result stood, which I, I, I suppose looking back, it was very unlikely you were going to change something after the game, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah. Rangers were so angry about what they saw was a perfectly good goal disallowed that they, they didn't turn up for the replay. So this was the next bit of the story is that George actually became a really good goalkeeper. And yeah. um, a few weeks after that cup final um, that, he, that he didn't play in, if you like, uh, they played via leaving in the Charity Cup final and George played in goals that day and Rangers won 2-1 and that was the first trophy Rangers ever won. So George right. Gillespie has the has the place in history of being the first Rangers goalkeeper to win a winner's medal in the in the Charity Cup final in 1879. He also, became, he also became the first Rangers goalkeeper to play for Scotland. Right. Um, and after... The number of appearances is really difficult back then because they played so many games that were unofficial. Mm. If you if you check this, the, the the official stats, it says he only played forty three times, but he undoubtedly played a lot more than that. Um, Sorry, so David, so the forty three times is that throughout his is that a, is that in one season or is that is no that that, that, that is his Rangers his seven year Rangers career, but he obviously right, played okay. a lot, he obviously played a lot more games than that. But yeah, in in those days, they're really only the history so, books only really count the Scottish Cup and the Charity Cup. That's about all they count. Okay. But there was loads of other games that friendlies and little local competitions that no longer exist that, that they played in. Okay. They, they don't count the record books anymore. Hey, can I ask you a quick question, dude, on that? So, the, see, see the charity yeah. cup? Like, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be absolutely, as I've said throughout this series, <laughs> there's a lot of things yeah. I'm finding out. Uh, was the charity cup a, a Scottish competition or was it a regional competition? It was Glasgow. It was, right. it was a Glasgow competition. It was his full his full name was the Glasgow Merchants Charity Cup, um, okay. and it, it, it started in the eighteen seventies, just after the, the Scottish Cup started, and um, it ran right through to the early nineteen sixties. Oh really? Okay, brilliant. Um, so I'll finish the story of George Gillespie basically by saying that, um, <clears throat> as I say, he became a Scotland international goalkeeper. Um, he then le- he left Rangers in eighteen eighty three, and he joined. This this sounds incredible these days, but he joined a bigger club. He joined Queen's Park. I know that yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but at the time Queen's Park were the by far the biggest club in Scotland. Yeah. Um and he went on to win two Scottish Cup finals with Queen's Park. And he also played in two FA Cup finals with Queen's Park, but he, he lost both of them. So he, he was he was in fact Scotland's Scotland's number one goalkeeper for for, for quite a long time, and he started off as a as a fullback for Rangers. And he played in a couple of FA Cup finals as well? 
They played in a couple of FA Cup finals. Um, wow. Queen's Park lost both of them. I think it was to Blackburn Rovers both times. And funny enough, the, the, <laughs> another strange fact, um, the two cup finals that he played in that he lost, the winning goals in both of them were both scored by a player called Jim Forrest. Um, oh. Who plays for Blackburn Rovers. Okay. Not Jim Forrest, the place for Rangers. Always. I was going to say, is, is that the, that's not the Jim Forrest we discussed in the first Obviously episode. not, because it was, it was uh, yeah. 90 years before it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that, that was that was George Gillespie. I, I, he's got this unique story of, of playing in two Scottish Cup finals for Rangers, one in goal and one outfield, and I very much doubt anyone will ever be able to say they can do that. No, unless, unless you know, the only kind of modern club <laughs> would be if a player gets sent off and somebody has to take yeah, it that, that would be different. Now. I, yeah. He was actually picked as a... Oh, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. So, that's George. Um, If if I then stop, not that long after Gillespie left, um, league football started in 1890. Um, And the first, Rangers, as you know, won the first league with the asterisk after it shared with Dumbarton. Um, The goalkeeper that played that season was a, a chap called David Reid. He was the first Rangers league winning goalkeeper, but he actually wasn't at Rangers for all that long. And apart from that season, yeah. he didn't play for them all that often. The, the next really regular Rangers goalkeeper arrived the next year, the year after that. Uh, he was called David Haddo, who was, had, had a very right. interesting life. He was at Rangers for four years, and he, he was the first Rangers because league football started and they played more, more often games that are in the history books. Yeah. He's the first goalkeeper that's, that's down to have 100 appearances for Rangers. Official I'm sure there was some before it, yeah. but these are 100 official appearances, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So David Haddle became the first Rangers goalkeeper to win more than one trophy. Um, George Gillespie won that one cup. David Reid won that one that one league championship. David Haddle won actually three finals when he played for Rangers. He played in goal the first time Rangers beat Celtic, which was in a Glasgow Cup final. He then played in the next Glasgow Cup final, which they retained. And in between that, he played against Celtic in the first Rangers team that won the Scottish Cup in 1894. So he played for Rangers for four years. If you like, he was the first continually successful Rangers Rangers goalkeeper. Uh, he was all, he was also a man that had a very checkered life. Um, he played for Albion Rovers before he played for Rangers, um, and he was once arrested leaving the field after there was a a fight between players on the pitch between Albion Rovers and Airdrie. Right. Um, he admitted to being a drunk. Um, after he left Rangers, he went down to Tottenham. He won the Southern League with them when he was sober, but apparently he missed an awful lot of games because he, he kept on not turning up because he was drunk. <laughs> um, he came back up to Scotland. The last that was heard of him in the early 20th century, he had gone teetotal, joined the Salvation Army, and he was he was... He was in one of these um, Salvation Army crusades to try and get people to stop drinking. Right. <laughs> he, he, he joined the temperance movement, I think it was called, uh, in the yeah. Salvation Army. So he, he, a, he was a, a bit of a character. Yeah. He was the first Rangers goalkeeper that, that played in a game we beat Celtic, which is probably his, and the first Scottish Cup winning goalkeeper. So that was probably his two claims to fame. Um, the man that, basically took over for him. There was a couple of short-term keepers, but the band that took over from him on a sort of longer-term basis, in my opinion, is the first truly great Rangers goalkeeper. Um, a chap by the name of Matt Dickey, who joined Rangers in 1896. He stayed at the club for eight years 
and basically his arrival coincided with the first time Rangers really dominated Scottish football. Rangers really had a good team, but they conceded too many goals. And he, he came in and he was the sort of last piece in the jigsaw. Um, he, was a, he, was, he was the goalkeeper for a, a, quite a famous Dumbartonshire club called Renton. He actually came from the same part neck of the woods as the Gallant Pioneers came from. Oh, well, he was a bit older than them, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he, he he had a spectacularly successful Rangers career. Um, he won three Scottish Cups. He won, I think it was five Glasgow Cups, a couple of charity Cups. And probably most importantly, he was the he was the goalkeeper in four successive league championship wins, including the, the year that Rangers never dropped a point, the, the invincible season, when he played every single game. In fact, he was so consistent that in his first five years at Rangers, he actually only missed two games. And one of them was because he was away playing for Scotland. He was he was by far, the, he wasn't just the Rangers number one, he was also seen as one of the best, if not the best goalkeeper in Scotland. Um, his, yeah. last, his last major appearance for Rangers was in the 1903 Scottish Cup final when they beat Hearts. And that was the last time Rangers won the Scottish Cup for 25 years. And that might be a future programme when I'm going to talk about that 25 yes. year. The 25 year hoodoo, yeah. Yeah. So Matt Dickey, Matt Dickey, 275 games for Rangers. He he played for Rangers far more often than any goalkeeper in the first 40, 50 years of the club. Um, he's and not they, in the Hall of Fame. No. I think there's I think there's definitely a well, certainly my opinion, it might not be just mine that if you look at his Rangers career, he his Rangers career was certainly far more impressive than a lot of players who are actually in that Hall of Fame. Can I just, if you don't mind me, Dave, just asking a wee question on the goalkeepers of that I'll era? <laughs> I will. I will. You know, it's, it's, it's for my for my knowledge anyway, so it'll probably be a simple question with a simple answer. Okay, let's go so. anyway. Uh, so obviously, nowadays we look at goalkeepers and they've got their, their kits and their goalkeeping coaches and their gloves and, and everything yeah. else. But, you know, you know, back then, correct me if I'm wrong, but generally speaking, but I don't know if it's way back then, but you used to get, you know, Teams playing with like five forwards and there was certainly no gloves around. So, so you see the goalkeeper, like you must be, you must be quite brave to be a goalkeeper in those days and quite, you know, quite special. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. One one of the incredible things about when saying Matt Dickey had hardly, didn't miss a game almost for five years was really? the number of injuries goalkeepers got back then actually because they did they get very little protection. In fact, um, it was encouraged that um, forwards charged the goalkeeper when the ball wasn't there. Right. It was actually it was actually a, a, an approved tactic in football was to was to basically jump straight into the goalkeeper when he was trying to catch it. <laughs> so it, it was a completely different world. Yeah. Back then. Absolutely. The, the, other, the other thing about that was uh, in, the, in the late nineteenth century and the first few years of the twentieth century, the the goalkeeper's penalty area wasn't the same as it is now. It, it was it was eighteen yards, but it, it stretched right across the pitch. It went from touchline to touchline. Oh, really? They had a wee bit more um, penalty was bigger, but there was very few goalkeepers left left within six eight yards of goal. Most of them stayed close to the goal. Yeah, and it was up to it was up to the fullbacks to to defend the penalty area. You very really heard the goalkeepers, you know, coming far out of the goal the way you do the way you get now. Yeah. Well, that's oh. again, you know, really, really, that stuff for me is really, really fascinating, interesting. Yeah. So, thank you. No bother. So, um, after Matt Dickey, when he, after he left, actually, Rangers had a pretty unsuccessful time for quite a number of years, and they went through quite a number of goalkeepers. Okay. Um, the next, I'm going to very quickly 
briefly mention a couple of goalkeepers because of, there was something unusual in the Rangers' career, but none of them are Hall of Fame candidates or anything like that. So after Matt Dickey left, one of the goalkeepers that was tried out was a chap called Tom Sinclair, who basically was only the Rangers' first choice goalkeeper for about a season and a half. He, he only played about 70 times for the club. Uh, he wasn't particularly successful. I think he won a, a charity cup, and that was about it. Um, but he had a really incredible season. Um, in fact, he did play in a he played in a losing Scottish Cup final against Celtic. I do remember that. And he played in a losing league championship beside there against Celtic. So he, he wasn't he wasn't oh. a successful player. But anyway, there was it was season 06, it was 1906, 07. He lost his place at the start of the season. Rangers brought a new goalkeeper in. Okay. Uh, and near the start of the season, something that you, it's hard to imagine these days, uh, a Rangers player called Finlay Speedy got a testimonial game, a benefit game, and the opposition was Celtic. I can't right. imagine Rangers playing Celtic in a oh. testimonial match anymore. But anyway, Rangers played Celtic, Rangers won the game, but the Celtic goalkeeper, a chap called David Adams, dived for a save at Ibrooks, and there was a nail sticking out the goalpost, and he ripped his hand on it. Oof. Um Okay. So Celtic lost their goalkeeper with quite a nasty hand injury. Rangers yeah, took Rangers took responsibility for this and said to Celtic, "You can have our you, to save you getting another goalkeeper. You can have our reserve goalkeeper until your goalkeeper's fit again." So they gave them Tom Sinclair. Right. Okay. Just kind of on loan until until the keeper was fit. Sinclair went to Celtic and went straight into the first team. The first yeah. eight games he played. They won all eight of them and he didn't concede a goal. They reached the Glasgow Cup final. He played in it and Celtic won. They beat, uh, I think it was the Lanark in the final. So he won a winner's medal with Celtic while he was a Rangers player. That's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's a claim to claim you want, however. <laughs> no, well, I'm, a, I'm actually not finished. That's, that's, only, that's only part of the story of that season. He came back to Rangers. He still couldn't force his way into the first team, so he played in the reserves. In those days there was a sort of Scottish Cup for reserve teams. It was called the Second Eleven Cup. Rangers right. won it that season. And he played in every, he played in the final. He won, he, he got the winner's medal. So he won a winner's medal with Celtic and a winner's medal with Rangers in the same season. And then three months before the season was due to end, Newcastle United, who were top of the league down in England, had an injury to their goalkeeper and they bought Tom Sinclair. They came up to Rangers and just took him down there as a kind of backup goalkeeper. He played three games in the English League Championship. They won the they won all three of them. And Newcastle won the league. And he ended so he ended up with a winner's medal for Celtic, a winner's medal for Rangers, and win the English first division all in the same that's, season. That's absolutely incredible. And now that is a quiz question. That have to you can bet nobody will ever do that again. No. As I say, it's it's his only claim to fame. There's nothing else really in his Rangers career that's worth talking about. It's just that crazy that crazy season that, that's unique about Tom Sinclair. Um, the next one, again, it's just somebody that wasn't there long, a chap called Harry Rennie. I, I don't think he made 50 appearances either. Harry Rennie had an incredible story, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah. was from, he was from Greenock. Um, he was a very good junior footballer, but he was an outfield player, and he joined Morton as an outfield player, his local club. Uh, Morton... Um, only had one regular goalkeeper, so he, he used to go in goal in training so that they could play, you know, play 11 a side games. 
he was so good in goal, he became their goalkeeper. And he then moved to Hearts, who at the time were the league champions. Yeah. Um, he became Scotland's goalkeeper. He played quite a number of times for Scotland. Um, then in 1902, Celtic wanted him. Celtic offered him a contract. Hearts accepted the transfer fee, but Harry Rennie refused to go there. He said that he said that Celtic had offered him more money and then turned then reneged on it. So right. he so he refused to go to Celtic and instead of moving to Celtic, he moved to Hibs. And at Hibs he won the league and he won the Scottish Cup. And in the Scottish Cup, it was actually Celtic he beat in the final, and apparently he was the man of the match. <laughs> anyway, but if I fast forward, he played for Hibs for quite a number of years. Um at the age of thirty five, in nineteen oh eight he joined Rangers. He didn't have the most Stellar career at Rangers. Rangers weren't successful at the time. They won one against the Charity Cup again. But his claim to fame is uh, in the 1909 Scottish Cup final against Celtic. Rangers were leading 2-1 with just a few minutes to go. What you were talking about actually not that long ago. Harry Rennie caught the ball just under the crossbar and Celtic's forward rushed in to, to sort of try and barge him to get the yeah. ball back out of his hands again. Rennie automatically t- turned away to avoid contact with this player and he carried the ball over his own goal line. Oh. Which was an own goal and a goal for Celtic, which meant that the game finished two each. The game was replayed. It finished one each. And that was the game that um, the crowd thought there was going to be extra time and there oh. wasn't and they rioted. They basically set fire to the terraces at Hamden. They fought with the police and the cup oh. get with withheld. Um, Rangers and Celtic both withdrew for the competition. Ashamed of their supporters, basically. The Hamden riot, the Hamden riot would never have happened if Harry Rennie hadn't carried the ball over his own goalie. Um, that, that was his unfortunate Rangers claim. Oh, yeah, unfortunate claim to and, and, and the last thing to say about him was something else you talked about, professionalism and goalkeepers and coaches and stuff like that. Harry Rennie yeah. was, the, was the first goalkeeper who um, brought science into goalkeeping. He studied angles. He would mark, make marks on the pitch so he could understand his angles. And he also used to come out and clear uh, the ball in front of his defenders. He would come out yeah. like a sweeper-keeper. Okay, yeah. He was, the, he was the first one of it that MD ever could remember. And he ended up being a, a sort of goalkeeping coach in years to come. And in fact, he, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jimmy Cowan. Jimmy Cowan was the Morton mm. goalkeeper in the yeah. 40s that... That was the man of the match against England and against Scotland won at Wembley. Well, Harry Rennie, sorry, Jimmy Cowan was Harry Rennie's protege. Harry Rennie coached him from when he was young. So that was Harry Rennie. Um, yeah. I think that now takes us to one of my favourite ones that I read about. Um, a chap by the name of Herbert Locke, who who is the next really regular Rangers goalkeeper. He played well over 250 times for Rangers. He was the first Englishman signed by Rangers from an English club. It was a bit like when Chris Woods came to Rangers. Yeah. So you remember Chris Woods? It was a bit like that. He was he was the sort of England reserve goalkeeper. He had been he had been the standby for England against Scotland in the in the home international just before it. So he was regarded as a quite a big signing when he came up to Rangers and yeah. And it was a wee bit like when Rangers signed Chris Woods, they then signed Terry Butcher, actually, because just after they signed Herbert Locke, they signed an England international called Billy Hogg, 
from Sunderland, who was in England. And so, and that was that was that was unheard of at the time. So, although in 1986 we thought this had never happened before, it actually <laughs> happened. Best part of 75 years before that. Uh, Herbert Locke was was probably the first uh, goalkeeper who the folks saw who had an absolute screw loose. He seemed to have absolutely no no um, care for his own health as a goalkeeper. He was famous for diving at forwards' feet, um, and and he missed so many games with broken bones. Um, right. In fact, there was one of his most famous moments was in a, a semi final against Partick Thistle in the Glasgow Cup. It was there was a draw at the time, and some Thistle forward got right through with the and just as they were shooting, he he leapt right down and took took a, a boot right some, somewhere he shouldn't have. Apparently, yeah. he, he fractured his skull, broke his jaw. Lost umpteen teeth. <laughs> he was out for about six Jeez. months after it. Um, but he regarded that as part of being what a goalkeeper did. <laughs> Herbert Locke stayed with Rangers till 1920. He was there for a long time. He won the league five times. He won the league before the war and after the war. Um, he actually played in goals in what was, at the time, the biggest crowd ever at Ibrox, which was uh, 1920, his last season. Scottish Cup quarterfinal against Celtic. When Rangers won one 0 in front of a crowd that was given as eighty five thousand, um, which was by some distance the biggest crowd at Ibrox at that point. Although many people who were there said that they actually thought there was significantly more than eighty five thousand in the crowd that day. But the thing about Herbert was he never ever won the Scottish Cup. He was part of the hoodoo. Um, yeah. Even though Rangers, even though they beat Celtic in the the quarter final, they then lost to Albion Rovers in the semi final. Would you believe? He never ever he never ever won the Scottish Cup. He was the first Rangers goalkeeper to have 100 shutouts in the league in Scottish Cup. Um, and he's not in the Hall of Fame either. Uh, well, he certainly sounds like he was the first keeper to have, like, you know, sustained success. So, you know, when... when well, apart, uh, from, apart, from, um, apart from Matt Dickey, he was, he, was, right. he was the next multiple league winner with Rangers, yeah. Yeah. I'll very quickly talk about his successor, because his successor holds, holds a really amazing record with Rangers. His name is Willie Robb. Uh, Willie Robb was only at Rangers for six years. But he made an amazing 283 appearances in just that six years. I mean, you look at his consistency. He made his debut um, in April 1920, and he then didn't miss a game in any competition, in any competition, until May 1925. So that was five years he played without missing a single game, which was 257 consecutive appearances, which is a club record. That's incredible for being a goalkeeper in that day and age with the, you know, the the, the difficulties of being a goalkeeper. So that is really, really impressive. Yeah, um, that um, it was a charity cup game he eventually missed. If you just talk about league games only, um, he continued in more league games until the following October, when he missed a game against Wraith Rovers, and he missed a game against Wraith Rovers because he was playing for Scotland down in Cardiff. Yeah, um, two hundred and seventeen league games in a row, which is also a club record. Um, so he was only there for that six years, but it was it was the start of the Bill Struth era, so you can guess he won lots and lots of trophies. Yeah, of course. He won four league titles, four Glasgow Cups, two charity cups, but guess what? He played in two Scottish Cup finals and lost to two of them. He was part of the hoodoo as well. Who did he lose them to? Believe it oh, or not, no. Arctic Thistle, oh, okay. Thistle and Morton. <laughs> it's hard to believe Bill Struth, could, the Bill Struth team could ever lose a Scottish Cup final to Arctic Thistle and Morton, but they did. Yeah. So Willie Robb was the first goalkeeper to have 100 shutouts in the league for Rangers 
and he's not in the Hall of Fame either. If I go to the next regular Rangers goalkeeper, we'll pro- what we'll probably do here, Gordon, is we'll probably just manage to do pre-World War II again, I would imagine. Yeah, that's fine. We know um, I can do after the World War. That's yeah, yeah. Um, the next regular goalkeeper at Rangers, and he was at Rangers for a long time, was a chap called Tom Hamilton. He made over 300 appearances for the club. And uh, his great claim to fame, as you like, because he was the goalkeeper who helped to end the 25-year <laughs> He actually played in the 1928 final against Celtic in front of 118,000 people. Um, for those that, that know a wee bit about that that final, they'll know it sounds as if Rangers stormed to victory. They beat Celtic 4-0 at Hamden. It makes it sound as if it was a bit of a cakewalk. Well, actually, yeah. all four goals came in the second half, and the first half was mainly all Celtic. And the reason it was 0-0 at half-time was mainly down to Tom Hamilton. Um and there's there's one famous save he made from a Celtic player called Paddy Connolly, hmm. which if you there's quite a few old Rangers books if you get them that this saves featured in it that he manages to touch the ball just around the post. Um, Bill Struth talked about the time as is the most important save in Rangers history up until, up until that point in time. Tom Hamilton won lots of trophies as well, six league championships, four Scottish cups. He was he was a a stalwart of the team. Um, He's not in the Hall of Fame either, funny enough. We don't seem to put any we don't seem to put a lot of our great goalkeepers in the Hall of Fame for some reason. Um doesn't seem like it, you're right. And he lost his place to the man who my old dad always was told was Rangers' greatest ever goalkeeper. Um although my old dad I think only saw him once or twice and he, he didn't we didn't even remember it because he was only about four or five years old when he saw him. Uh, Jerry Dawson. So Jerry Dawson was the first Rangers goalkeeper to play more than 500 times for the club. Only Peter McCloy, as, as a goalkeeper, played more times for Rangers than Jerry Dawson did. He was there for 17 years, 1929 to 1946. Um, and he earned the nickname the Prince of Goalkeepers. And as I say, most Rangers historians regard him until, until Andy Gorham as the, as the greatest goalkeeper that Rangers ever had. And I'd, there might even be an argument, because I didn't see him, obviously. There might even be an argument, if there was anybody old enough to have seen him, that maybe he actually was the Andy Gorham of his day. He certainly had a longer career Rangers than Andy Gorham. Um, not only was the, 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 the Rangers undisputed regular, he was the undisputed Scotland number one goalkeeper as well. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot of caps these guys get, but... 14 official caps and nine wartime internationals. So that's 25 times he played for, sorry, 23 times he played for Scotland. Yeah, it's that not doesn't a sound lot. a lot. But actually, actually, when you look to see the number of games they played back then, that actually was a lot. Yeah, I think you said in the previous episode, or the one before the very first one, there was only maybe five internationals per season. Is that correct? Or roughly about well, there was that? Well, there was a three home internationals. And then sometimes that would be it. And occasionally Scotland might play the, the occasional other game. Um, so yeah, um, 14 usually took a few years. Jerry Dawson, um, if you include the war, the wartime competitions, because he played, he played for England in the wartime competition, he won the league 11 times. But six of them are the wartime leagues that don't get counted. No. Um, he won a couple of Scottish Cups. He actually missed one to injury to Tom Hamilton played in it. Eight Glasgow Cups, six charity Cups, and God knows how many wartime competitions, all these little competitions they played in the war. He's got a, 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 another claim to fame in that. Um, he's one of the, I think there's only two players that, played 
in front of the record crowd at Ibrox, which is the 118,567 against Celtic in 1939. He, he was in goal in front of the Rangers' record attendance. He also played for Scotland the day of uh, Hamden record attendance a couple of years before that, 149,000 against England. Well, I, I, I remember reading that and, you know, various books, etc. That that crowd is, you know, I don't know if I imagine that's, that's like three, three, that's almost three times what we get at Ibrox every week now, but that's that's, I, I think, I can't uh, even... David, you're going to have a bit of time. We've got three or four minutes left, so could we get a bit of time to fit in one more or? Um, we do it in a couple of Well, let, let me, I'll give you a quick fact about Jerry Dawson because Jerry, I think Jerry Dawson deserves. Okay, a, a wee bit more because I think of all the keepers I've mentioned, he's probably the one that might be the greatest of them all. Um, he actually wasn't called Jerry. Jerry wasn't his name. Uh, he's actually called, he was called James Dawson. The reason he was called Jerry was because England and Burnley had a goalkeeper at the time called Jeremiah Dawson, and the Rangers players nicknamed him Jerry after the England goalkeeper. So. But the rest of his life, and probably even on his gravestone, it describes him as Jerry, but actually, that's not his name. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting no, and that. And the, the last thing was, you say about him, was, after was, he left Rangers, after he left Rangers after the war, he was well, well in his 30s, the tail end of his 30s. He went to Falkirk, which was his hometown club, and he then helped Rangers win the treble. Because in the last day of the, the league season, Dundee were playing Falkirk, and if Dundee won... They won the championship. Yeah. With the score at 0-0, Dundee got a penalty and Jerry Dawson saved it. Falkirk went on to win. Rangers beat Albion Rovers and Rangers won the title by one point. So he was even winning titles for Rangers when he wasn't even a Rangers player. That, that, is, that, is, that is impressive. That is, uh, that's a very, that, not many people can say that. So, <laughs> uh, so, so basically, we've, we've had a guy that's won three, three, uh, three winners medals in one season. And we've got a guy that's uh, left Rangers, but he helped just win the league. So brilliant! <laughs> Absolutely. So in a in a, in a future program, I might talk about the likes of Bobby Brown, George Niven, Billy Ritchie, Peter McCoy. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about others who who came after that. Please, yeah, we um, might. Do a, I, th- I think goal. because I think because I started with, with, in my view, the greatest Rangers goalkeeper I've ever seen, in in and Andy Gorham. I think it's fitting to finish this particular program with. In my mind, the only possible contender, other than Andy Gorham, is the greatest goalkeeper in Rangers history, which was Jerry Dawson. Brilliant, fantastic. Well, David, it's been absolutely fascinating for me as well as you know the countless people that are, that are tuning in and listening to this uh, podcast. So I don't know where, you, how, and where or why how you get the information, but you do. It's absolutely <laughs> fascinating for me. Uh, and obviously, just to reiterate, this program was kind of you know done on as a wee tribute to Andy Gorham as well because of the devastating news. So, uh, thank you, David, for sharing all your knowledge uh, with us at the GSP. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Look forward to speaking to you again. Thanks. We'll be back again for part four uh, shortly. So please stay tuned. If you haven't already, please listen to the first two episodes. Let us know any feedback on uh, this uh, episode as well. And uh, look forward to uh, several more episodes coming in the future. Thanks very much for your time, David. And we'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye, Gordon.